John to the Trapped Under Plastic podcast, a podcast for miniature hobby enthusiasts. Yeah, enthusiasts. Yeah, talk about painting stuff, talk about gaming stuff, a little bit of everything. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, so we're back. It's been a while since we've been gone. Uh, we'll talk later in the podcast about what we've been doing with all this time. Spoiler is we've been using the time inefficiently. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's mostly my fault. Uh, John wants is like, let's do this. And I'm like, wait, we have to do so many things. But anyways, we'll talk about that later. So if you're interested in that, later in the episode, we'll talk about that. Um, if you want to find this podcast, we publish every other Monday. And you can also find it on all places where you can normally find podcasts. That's a big improvement. That's from a last big improvement. Time. <laughs> yeah. Last time it was like just like two places. But now it's all normal podcast places. So the first thing we do in this podcast is talk about what we have painted recently. So, John, what have you painted? So recently I have uh, decided to paint some things for myself for fun. Oh, um, is and, that fun? Yeah. And this is something that I think maybe we can get into in depth in maybe a, a later episode because I think there's a lot to this. But since I started painting, I really was like everything I paint, I have to give like 100% try hard on. Mm-hmm. Like I have to paint it the best I could possibly paint it. Yep. Um, and so recently I'm just, unless I'm painting for somebody else, I'm like, F it. Yeah. <laughs> it's for Bill. They don't deserve this. <laughs> right. You get the $15 paint job, which is 45 minutes. Um, so I started painting my uh, Age of Sigmar stuff. Okay. What stuff? Uh, so I have, I painted a unit of dire wolves, okay. um, which are actually just Fenrisian wolves from 40K. Um, but the dire wolf models for Age of Sigmar are so old and derpy that I just hate them. Okay. So okay. I use these Fenrisian wolves. And I just paint them evil wolves, evil wolves. Okay. Evil wolves. And then I painted a, um, a night haunt hero, which I tried to do my own little Blanchitsu style. Oh, see, okay. I'm going to make a lot of people mad right now. Whenever I hear the word blanchitsu, it's like, oh, it's going to look bad. <laughs> it just means sloppy and ugly. And yeah. Done. Whenever I look at blanchitsu's work, it's like a bunch of desaturated yellows and reds. And is that right? Not, maybe not desaturated. Maybe pastel is the right word. I don't see a lot of really strong coloration in his drawings, which is fine. That's the style he chooses to make. And whenever I hear someone say Blanchitsu, really what that means is a grim and grim and dark paint shop. But I never see those that pastel color palette. Um, but in what you painted, I did see it because the robes that you used were a cream tone color. Mm-hmm. And like, I think even the backdrops for a lot of his drawings are that cream, that mm-hmm. aged paper look. Um, so yeah. It's almost like you go over it with like a sepia filter. Yeah, kind it's, of. It's just like, oh, I painted this thing and then I just put it in black and white and then I put a sepia filter on it and now it's Blanchitsu. Okay. I actually want to ask about your wolves. What makes them evil wolves? Mm, glowing eyes. Glowing eyes. Is this an airbrush thing or is this more of a... Uh, yes, I did airbrush it. I, I paint the eyeballs like bright white, like uh, heavy body acrylic white and okay. then I just airbrush over the color that i want mm. and you have it spill over around the sockets and stuff so it's a little bit glowy that's like the the quick and easy way to do osl okay is you just paint the eyeball white or the glowy thing white and then you just airbrush the crap out of it and let the overspray happen right and if you didn't have an airbrush you could probably 
pretty easily do this with just glazing. Yeah. Paint just, it white first and then just could yeah. sloppily glaze it near the eyeball, pulling the brush toward the eye so the most intense area is by the eye. Yeah, and in fact, that way it would be more efficient in terms of getting a truly glowy-looking eye because you can actually... Um, pull it towards the like the creases the outside of the eye okay. you don't want to pull it towards the center of the eye oh. and so then the inside of your eye is not the bright part you want it around the edges that's a good point can you explain that a little bit better oh <laughs> uh say what you just said but, <laughs> but say do it, it better <laughs> yeah okay um so if the glowy thing is an orb which the eye is an orb like the center of it whichever perspective you're looking at it from the center of it will be the brightest. Mm, yes. And so the center of the eyeball should be the brightest and the edges where it's like meeting going in into the skull would would be darker because it's there's less light hitting it around there. And not only darker, but I think more saturated as well. So if the center of your eyeball is white, that's 100% desaturation, right? Mm -hmm. White. And then as it kind of goes toward where it meets the skull, it gets darker, but also there's a certain area where it reaches its midtone and it's most saturated. Yes. I'm like pulsing with my hands right yes, now. Yes, I could like, I, I I'm like rubbing a, an eyeball, right? <laughs> <laughs> Caressing an eyeball the size of a softball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so dire wolves yeah. and a night haunt uh, hero choice yeah yeah I, well the goal of of this is um i wanted to figure out how i was going to paint my night haunt dudes and so i'm like oh i'm going to kind of do this as a test model but you kind of give it the extra 15 percent because it's a hero and okay, um okay but still go with like how what can i get done fast and dirty and still look cool and you, you use a lot of the um like the aftermarket tricks like the old I guess blood for the blood god with the with the toothbrush trick aftermarket tricks <laughs> right 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 yeah like yeah we got the spoiler and the rims that aren't by right. Honda that right. we just slapped on here the the this took me five minutes to do but elevated the paint job fifteen percent tricks yes, yes. Yeah. that's always the way you want to do it with when you're trying to get your army done absolutely right? yes you know so yeah that is that's basically. Uh, and then I, so I finished those up and then I just like didn't start any more of my <laughs> armies. <laughs> you got some done. I got some done. And now you can take a break. You can do other things and then you can come back to it later. Yeah. And all, but then the problem is I'm like, oh, look at these other new models that came out. I'm going to buy models. Like what kind of new models? models? What new models? Well, there's, <clears throat> there's all these rumors of a new Age of Sigmar death army oh, coming out. Don't even. It's. It's, it's Tomb Kings. So well, it's Two Kings 2.0. It's Tomb Kings with not Tomb Kings. See, here's you, you, you want to hear my conspiracy theory? Oh, I do. Okay. I don't think anyone likes Tomb Kings. No. I think they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I think. There's, there's a guy, you may know him. His name is Tyler Mengel. Yes. He runs a site called Mengel Miniatures. Yeah. He is a very well-known Tomb King lover. From the mind of Mengel. Yes. He runs an annual painting competition that I've competed in at one point i think in 2016 but he he loves tomb kings and he writes for gw's warhammer community site so mm -hmm. he also got flown out to their contrast paint things uh, he was one of the uh, which by the way i've very heard about no right. no one invited me wow i'm sad okay but anyways i think he has a relationship with gw oh yeah it's it's a good one um he's a concubine yeah <laughs> a concubine <laughs> uh but i think he 
whispered in some designer ears at oh. GW saying, you know, give me that fucking Tomb King shit. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. And like, and, the, and he kept beating them down until eventually they're like, okay, we'll do it. Um, because, you know, I played Warhammer Fantasy Battle. You know, I, I could get a sense for what the popular armies were. Maybe in my five years of playing that game, I saw one Tomb King player. And obviously, I'm only talking about you know what I saw at my local store, but that kind of gives you an idea of like what is out in the entire world. It wasn't that popular. Why is it coming back? I don't know. Because we need catapults made out of bones. Bones. Okay. Obviously, we need the Egyptian vibes. Yeah. Oh, see, here's the thing. I just learned about this. Here's some crazy shit. Okay. Did you know that oh, you probably did because you played back then Warhammer Fantasy? All of the armies were based off of the map as we know it of uh earth so like bretonians oh, were from britain they're, they're like french uh, no no they're, they're, they're oh, like they the french, french. Knights, yes yeah and then uh empires like germany yes you can even see it in the names you know yes and they and, and actually there i was told that in some of the books or in one of the books or whatever like they actually have a map mm-hmm. it of looks europe it looks like yeah, yeah. and like lizardmen or south america right and, and obviously tomb kings egypt. egypt so that's so when when the warhammer fantasy era has died you can't have the egypt army still in the games yeah so they're gonna just bring it back with a new coat of coat of contrast paint right (laughs) (laughs) this has actually been my problem with books that are in the the warhammer warhammer 40k universe sometimes when i read them it's like they'll use things that are distinctly this world they'll measure things in like inches or talk about like miles and it's like is that a is that a, a thing in your world? I, I would love for world creation to just totally re-envision something so that we're not using a bunch of stuff from this world in a totally alien one. And so in that same vein, basing your entire world off of what it current currently exists in terms of like the land structures and even like the the naming styles, like Carl Franz being clearly a German name. Like what? <laughs> I guess that's harder. That's, that's harder to do. Uh, and I'm criticizing this. And if I had to do it, I would have no idea where to start, but that's been something that's always kind of taken me out of the, of the lore. It's like, the wait, fact, the fact I that recognize they have different that units of measurement, like, uh, the lizard men should be using four flip gibbets to one seven to two. Yes. What? Yes. I don't want to hear about inches. <laughs> It ruins my immersion. <laughs> and each army, because they're different from like a different area, has a different. No, 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 no. Just oh. the, the whole world. Oh, right. And like an alien world might do something differently. So you really only have one conversion chart. Inch. Yeah. yeah. Like really, it's just one inches. flip gibbet is one inch. Yeah. Boom. Yes. <laughs> You're cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I want. Speaking of that, why? Why do we measure? In the game, why do we measure in inches, but the bases are in centimeters and millimeters? What is this garbage town? Yeah, you know, being a game from the United Kingdom, predominantly, we're talking about games, workshop games right now. um, You would think that they would use millimeters and centimeters to measure stuff. Actually, is England one of those weird countries that has like a mixture? Because I know Canada is. Yes. I don't, I have no idea Wow. I think they're totally on the metric system. Yeah, what the heck? Why aren't we using centimeters or something? I don't know. I think it's always been that way. It's always been inches. Maybe they just felt like in the beginning, their biggest target audience was going to be Americans. So they decided early on to do that. And then they're like, 
Well, oh, that was a mistake. You know what it was? What was? I'm just making this up. I have no idea. More conspiracy theories with, yeah, with John yeah, yeah, and Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Games Workshop started out as uh, a company that like made D and D stuff, sold D and D miniatures. Yeah, that really? was their origin, and they they were like the D and D hookup in Europe. So if everything was based off of D and D, which was an American thing made in america maybe that was it maybe the origin is you know we're having this whole conversation in like one comment in the notes below from someone that's listened to be like nope you guys were all wrong way to waste 17 minutes of our lives (laughs) actually you're a dumbass (laughs) this is how this works oh man uh you guys saw you were here to listen to a painting podcast actually it's lore and other (laughs) wild conspiracy theories yeah so enough about not what i painted (laughs) what did you paint i recently started a knight titan commission i've never painted anything this large i painted a tree man a tree lord ancient that's a new name for it Mm -hmm. but not as it's not as ornate and, and big as a knight titan and it's a commission and so i had a quote a price and I, okay, I assumed that I was going to be able to paint this thing in 70 hours, do it entirely. Yeah, that's, which I that's fair. A, that's a large chunk of time. It is. Um, and I, I said that knowing that the person wanted some conversion because he gave me a normal night. Okay. And he's like, I want this to be a renegade night. And at the time, the renegade night kit didn't exist. <laughs> now and, it does. And it came out. <laughs> it actually came out before I even started. Oh. And I was like, hey, this came out. Do you want me to use the Renegade Knight kit? And he was like, no, I want you to convert it still. I was like, okay, it's fine. So he wants me to do that. And so I knew that going in, that there was going to be conversion. I quoted 70 hours. Well, I spent 50 hours and the model is finally done being converted and Ooh. like assembled in sub-assemblies. Yeesh. You think I'm going to finish painting it in 20 hours? I think you can make it happen. I think. <laughs> it's not going to look as good as you want it to i think i'm screwed yeah you are certainly screwed so, because you put 50 hours in you don't want to be like yeah it's just rush job this yeah no 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 no. definitely want to have fun with i'm considering getting a, a vinyl cutter to make cool stencils because knights have very specific iconography on each part of their body i didn't know this he sent me a diagram it's like the leg panels have this and the shoulders have this and like each section is plotted out for a different kind of demarcation whether what the legion is what the company is uh i don't know other nerds but like <laughs> it's very specific yeah. and so i want to have fun and i don't want to i can't freehand all that stuff that'll take way too long um i think i want to get a little vinyl cutter and cut some stencils and do some airbrush work and then weather on top of it and yeah I think, so I'm excited to do that, but that's going to take longer than 20 hours. That's going to take another 50, another 60. So you're saying that there's this order of operations or order of which each plate has on it? Yeah, well, order of operations. or It's just specific. Every single Renegade night, every single normal night, all of their shins have the same category of icon on it. Every single night on its shin has its company mark okay so they like the candy canes only go on the shoulders no candy canes on the shin plate. exactly okay now i'm not sure what i just said is accurate but i was just trying to demo, you know illustrate what i'm talking yeah, about the candy canes is accurate though I right yeah exactly all right i should, so said, I should have said candy the, canes do you see the problem with this uh the problem is is you don't have artistic freedom oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um the, the problem is is you're talking about a very structured system on a chaos 
thing. Yeah. That is bullshit. Well, okay, hold on. You got people like Night Lords. Night Lords are very non-chaosy, chaosy people. You know what I'm saying? They're like, we just didn't like what the Emperor did. That makes us bad guys, but we're still like pretty pretty rule-oriented people. Oh. You know what I mean? It, oh, so so chaos is deep, man. It's deep, okay? Here's okay. The, another thing about 40k people. You can never put any of their armies in a box because as soon as you put them in a box, they're going to be like, actually, <laughs> they're more complicated than that. <laughs> so, but, you know, for chaos, that's kind of true. I just thought they just said a different, on the big flow chart, they just had a different <laughs> color suit. Like, I mean, for us, that's what it is, effectively. Uh, we just, like, half of the audience just turned off the podcast <laughs> like right now. Idiots. <laughs> You Dis- don't understand. Disrespecting my space marines. <laughs> All right. Oh. So I did that and I was like, okay, I wanted one video, one YouTube video to be all about the night. And I was like, crap, it took me a whole week just to convert it. I need to pivot fast. So I pivoted to a Funko Pop space marine. Ooh. So I had a company reach out to me, Gemmer, um, and they wanted me to paint a Funko Pop for their website. So it was a sponsored video. I get a lot of comments a lot of times people saying you know scott for someone who hates space marines you start pa- you start paint them a lot and it's like someone gave me money to do this <laughs> shut up <laughs> or or yeah. they just do well on youtube and you know right so every once in a while you got to feed the beast you got to paint right. a space marine if you want to paint like uh slanesh big big booty lady yeah. like you got to be able to feed the fam so you can make time for that right yeah i gotta gotta feed the fam first then i can do what i want yeah exactly so i painted a funko pop space marine and it was an imperial fist that was what they requested they requested a veteran second company imperial fist i asked them that i was like about you know in commissions you want to be as specific as you can you their artistic freedom I don't care about that on a commission. I want to paint it how you want it because I don't want that thing coming back to me. Mm. You know, <laughs> I want you to be like, that's great. Take it. I'm done with it. So I, I gave them the charts. I gave them everything. I was like, tell me which one you want. And they picked that. And it was kind of humorous because it's exactly how I painted the heavy metal one was a veteran second company oh. Imperial fist. Um, so yeah, painted that. That was a lot of fun. I've never painted a Funko pop before. Um, it turned out really good. Turned out okay. Yeah, I, I I stole a little trick from an Instagrammer for painting the yellow armor, with doing the white and red ink undercoat, and then hey. doing the yellow ink on top of it. Hey. Um, I unfortunately can't remember that guy's name right now. Uh, or I couldn't remember it in the video either. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of wow. I'm a dick. He made quite an impression on you. Yeah, <laughs> I looked for it. I for like 30 minutes. I was like looking through my Instagram people that I follow. I couldn't find it. Um, so I tried, but I couldn't find it. But yeah. That's what I painted. I mean, it was it was it, fun. Is it a lot different to paint that little toy no. as it is to paint the little little toys? No, <laughs> it's the same thing. Is it? Um, you could get more ornate with the airbrushing if you wanted to, because the head is like the size of a baseball, literally. Yeah. It, it is. Um, so you could, if you wanted to, really put a lot of time and effort into shading and highlighting such a gigantic volume. But I was like, screw it, base coated it reset shaded it edge highlighted it done huge red swath <laughs> um and then everyone everyone in the video was like why didn't you weather the helmet like you weathered the yellow armor and i was like crap <laughs> i forgot because <laughs> he well, that's the way he chooses to fight like he keeps yeah. his head perfectly clean yeah, at yeah, yeah. all times or or he's a recently new veteran sergeant and he just got his helmet oh so that's the only like differentiator for these guys yeah well well, the knee the knee will suggest what 
company you're in. And the helmet suggests your rank. If you're a sergeant, a veteran sergeant, a lieutenant, a normal basic bitch. Um, mm. And then also on your right shoulder, you have where you are in the army. Are you a basic troop? Are you a uh, commander? Are you something else? And also the company marking. So in this case, two, second company. And then on this side, the left shoulder, you have the chapter symbol. So in this case, Imperial Fists. I, I am ashamed that I know this. I, I immediately <laughs> regret asking the question. <laughs> I like five seconds into that response. I'm like, nope, don't, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, because well, it was a lot better answer if you're just like just the helmet changes. And I'm like, sweet. Okay. No, 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 that. no, 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 no. It doesn't. Again, these, these guys are deep. Oh, okay? they have, they're, they have all their special stories. Okay. That's what we've painted. Now we're on to the next segment which uh, is answering a question. This is actually a question that wasn't submitted by a patron, but was one that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. And that's about recasting. Uh, is recasting good or is it bad? And I think before we have a discussion, I can safely say for both of us, recasting is always a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be like, yeah, it's fine. It's to fine, just go do it. Yeah, buy them. Um, but we want to have a mature conversation and explore all the avenues be devil advocates devil's advocates and sleep kind of conversation we have yeah 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 yeah. i think there's there are some points legitimate points although slightly immoral (laughs) points that we can that we can make Mm -hmm. and they are also the kinds of what i would consider like thought process to justification as a consumer if you're like well, yeah, I could blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm just going to buy the Chinese one. Like, <laughs> you know, you have to convince yourself that it's okay. As right. humans, you, we have to convince ourselves of those things. And, and some so, people are convinced easier than others. Yeah. So, okay. We could talk about a lot of things right now, but I think the first thing we should talk about is, well, I think the thing that's most interesting to me is buying a recasted model from a small company versus buying it from Games Workshop. There's a, there's a clear difference in emotion. It is easier to harm the massive company than it is to harm the small company. It's an easier mental hurdle to get over. Mm. Right? Can we, can we take a st- step back? Because I'm just afraid. Let's take a step back. I'm, I'm a f- I, I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Because what is recasting? Can we just go over that? Sure. Um, recasting is buying a model from a company... It comes in its pieces that it was casted in, so it's very convenient. Making molds for all those parts and then recasting it and selling it cheaper. And the reason why you're able to sell it cheaper is you didn't have to pay for concept art. You didn't have to pay for a 3D sculpt or a master sculpt. You didn't have to pay for maybe more expensive packaging or like other goodies that the original artist put in the box. You just got to get the fully finished model right there in its individual pieces already and then cast it. And this is actually a little bit more complicated than people might think having recently been fresh off of making, producing my own model is that a complicated part of making a model is knowing where the cut lines are. Mm. And I was blessed with having a caster who's also a sculptor. Um, He took my 3d sculpt and he modified it to make the cut lines better. Because 
The problem was, was that the original design, if you were to cast it correctly, it'd be like 21 pieces, but he changed it a little bit. And now it's like eight. And so there's a skill to doing those cut lines in the right spots. Everything casts correctly. So you get to skip all that as a recaster and just go straight into casting and selling it. And so it's cheaper. So it's just like, if you were to be like, set up a little cart right in front of the McDonald's drive through and sell McDonald's cheeseburgers. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. Because yeah, you get all their popularity, you yeah. get their location, their prestige, yeah. but you just can sell it cheaper. Yeah, all the overhead exactly. is gone. Yes. And you just get to sell. But you know, the flip side is, as a consumer, I'm buying a McDonald's cheeseburger from this dude, back of this dude's trunk in mm-hmm. a parking lot. It smells weird. I'm I'm taking my, my life in my hands on this. Yeah. I just got to trust it was worth the seven cents instead right. of the 97 cents. So bringing it back into real world talk here, <laughs> and instead of talking about cheeseburgers, the risk of buying a recasted model is they'll lose, they'll, they'll use resins that smell weird. It smells like literal garbage, mm. like actual garbage. Um, and the you'll get voids in the cast sometimes. You'll get warpage in areas where there wasn't, or in the case of Forge World, the recast is better than the original. <laughs> we've gone full retard we just flipped the 180 degrees and we got better okay yeah we went, we went we went too far down that hole but that is a risk you take when buying recasted stuff is that it could be lower quality materials yeah yep that's the big thing and then you're you're buying from i mean okay so there's this whole underground thing i never was able to tap into it but like it's like on like facebook groups and like reddit channels and stuff where it's like hey man where you get that GW recaster? Like, uh, I'm gonna give you a link to a website, and that website is gonna ask you seven trivia questions. <laughs> you you must pass a five out of seven trivia questions before that website before. then gives you another link. Yeah, we we gotta determine that you're not a narc first. <laughs> yeah, just like this a, is like American gangster of like <laughs> of resin recasts. Uh, you can't just like go somewhere. It's all the time. Like people are like, well, post on like Facebook groups and are like, ah, I got this thing. It's the King- Kingdom Death recast. And they're like, where'd you get it? Like, can't tell you. Yeah. PM me. Yeah. Behind, <laughs> behind the Walgreens. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Actually saying that, um, one thing that will help viewers identify a recast from a not recast is oftentimes recasts are sold on eBay from China and Russia. Yeah. So if you're buying a model and you're yeah. like, why is this so much cheaper than the original? Why is it $20 or $15 when it costs 40 normally? Is it from Russia or is it from China is it on eBay? It's a recast. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's a, that's an easy way to identify that. I don't, I see them. A, all right. Let's, let's do a quick caveat. I have is a it, question for you. Oh, uh, but do your caveat caveat. We're not, like anything we're discussing here is not the goal to like get you to find where to go and buy recasts and condoning the purchase. And oh recasting. yeah. I said that. So you don't buy them. Yeah. So you can identify a recast. It's like, actually there's a great Chinese seller. <laughs> His <laughs> name is no. <laughs> All right. So you, you give me your question. Have you ever bought a recast model? I was thinking about that this morning. The answer is yes or no. Here. I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I no. know. No, no, I don't think so. No. And it's final answer. No. Okay. Although, not for lack of trying. <laughs> okay. You tried. You tried. Yeah. There are certain kingdom death models that I really want. 
and just the rotation of eBay recast sellers have not I've not found the ones that I want. I feel bad about saying that. But hey, no. I'm I can I can outdo you. I've never bought them, but someone bought them for me and I and I kind of asked for it. <laughs> so I have a resin dealer locally and basically it's just the guy who like he'll bulk buy recasting stuff and then distribute it to people in what? in minnesota um and one time he asks me a lot if i need anything and i always say i always say i, always say, I say no i don't need it um but but this one time um i was like okay i'm working on a i'm going to start working on a night lord diorama um but just like the it's the price site one mm-hmm. which i won't get into right now but suffice to say i want to have a lot of night lord bits um for conversions so i can make the coolest looking night lord space marine i can Oh. And if I were to go to Forge World and buy a bunch of Night Lord crap, it'd cost a lot of money. And so I was, so I was like, yes, I want, I want a bunch of bits. I want like arms and heads and stuff. And uh, he took that to mean that I wanted everything that Forge World sold in Night <laughs> So I have a bunch of Night Lord stuff, um, resin recasted from that situation, and I feel guilty about it. I did buy the Forge World Primark Conrad Kurz from them as kind of like a a token of <laughs> repentance my guilt is so high right now i'm just gonna spend gonna more money 120 dollars on this, this model um Wait, i sure hope that you don't well okay it's like oh you don't use that i stuff. will i will how funny would that be if i could win a golden demon with a forge world recasted piece that's you just yeah not good that wouldn't be good if they found out they would strip you of your metal <laughs> you doper <laughs> I think Crusher agrees with you because he's barking upstairs right now. And we'll come back after a brief intermission when I calm down my dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my fun little question as to whether or not we've ever, you know, because if we're going to like yeah, crucify yeah. people, you got to be honest. Yeah. Right. That happened. That's the only time. Never again. Okay. I only did, only did heroin once. <laughs> <laughs> it was this morning, ironically. <laughs> so I, that's why I was funny so much. No. <laughs> yeah. Which just means that it's the first of many times right so actually the you in mentioning kingdom death which is a very boutique miniature brand hard to get lots of limited edition sales for stuff yeah you brought up one of the reasons why recasting could be considered okay at times um by some people not me (laughs) um basically if a if a company makes a limited edition item Mm -hmm. um and you literally cannot get it. You've tried to find someone who saw it secondhand. They are not selling it. And you want to paint it. You would buy it from a recaster. Um, is that Does that make it okay? Oh, boy. Um, I don't think it necessarily makes it okay. But I think it it's enough of a justification of this was a product. I want the product. You don't make the product anymore. Mm-hmm. If you don't want my money as a company, and it at at this point, what? How much does it hurt the company as opposed to me buy someone flipping it on eBay for triple the price? The company isn't making a dime off of that either. Mm, they made a dime off the original sale, though. They made the dime off the original so, sale of so the, the guy that recast it, though, too. No, but the thing about the recaster is he can make infinite monies yeah in in the utopian recaster society that's how it works but he's not making infinite he's making he's, he's selling he, 50 he, yeah but not one 
Yeah, but he's selling 50 at one-tenth the price, and this guy's selling one at one-fiftieth the price. Wait. You meant... 500%. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you. I don't think it works out to the point where the guy who flipped it for triple the price is ever making more or equal to the amount that the guy who recasted it is making. I think the recast is always making more. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. But, yeah, there is that gray area, though. It's uh-huh. like... Because KDM, that does happen. People buy... All the time. So much so that the website limits you to how many you can buy of a yep. certain variety. So you can't just buy 50 and then sell them all on eBay. You can only buy, what is it, three or five? You can buy, I believe it's one of the resin, two of the plastic. Okay, okay. Per model. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they've they've identified that as a problem and they've had to put in those uh, those like roadblocks for people so that you can't just buy it and flip it. Um, that's an interesting question. Is that Okay. Flipperuski. I feel like that's just an economy that's created under the fact that you made a limited edition model. If it right. was limited edition, that would never happen. Yeah. And I don't understand. Okay. I don't think I don't think Peter is watching this. Peter is that his name? What's the CEO of KDM's name? I know his last Poots. Yeah, it's Poots. Okay, I, it's like I knew his last name was kind of funny. Um, Poots. Oh, he's not watching this, but I feel like any company, especially one as large as KDM, will make more money with a non-limited edition range than with a limited edition one. I get limited edition stuff for small companies Mm -hmm. because like it's hard to get merch off the shelf. Mm -hmm. Um, Even for me, it's hard to, I no longer sell merch out of my house because it it was, it didn't work to buy a hundred shirts and then sell them all because it was hard to do that. Mm -hmm. So I did limited edition stuff and that got rid of it fast. But for KDM, like there's stuff that I would buy if it was on the freaking web store. Yeah. So I don't understand why they don't cast their stuff in a more regular way. Do you know why? I th- I think they th- thrive off the exclusivity. I think the exclusivity causes this like foaming at the mouth <laughs> hunger <laughs> for their community. That's true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. And here's and the the best part about that is is they can be dumbass looking models and people will buy them all up right away for uh, fear of missing out. It's FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. It increases the value of their entire catalog. Yes. Okay, but do you think they could make more money if they just sold more? Uh, like if, if So what's better? Limited edition the entire range or make everything not limited edition? How much money? Do you make more money in one, in one way or the other? I think you make more money with the with the latter with if nothing you, limited edition if you have to go all or nothing yes but like their their base game and base expansions at this point anyway are basically always available okay but i can't buy a gold smoke knight whenever i want right no, or right. a necromancer boss whenever i want but those if i'm correct those don't have game rules anyway who okay i don't even give a, a, a lot of the game it, it, the it, models it, are awesome yes a lot of the stuff is is um the, the limited edition stuff doesn't have game rules. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of like their reason why they might make it limited edition. Cause it's like people are buying these majority of the time for the game. Yeah. Okay. I think they're wrong about that. Yeah. And a uh, odd story on this. And, and this is one of those hyped up recasters is the, the King. I don't know if it's what the model's full name is. It's but the one with the giant dick in his hand. No, no, no. Dicks on dicks. For, no. Forge God. That's, you just got dicks on dicks in your head. That's not who I was talking about. That's there's the a guy that loves. there's a guy that's king. That's the forge guy. That's not the king. So the king is probably like the most famous uber rare model. 
okay. of KDM. If you can find one, they'll. I think they're like between fifteen and thirty five hundred dollars. If what? you can buy, if you can find one, they're the rarest of the rare, and they are a, a like a well known recasters dream. Yeah, because right? that's how you get that model. You just they literally cannot get that model, and like the big time KDM collectors, that's the you know the piece de resistance. <laughs> Poots just recently announced, I believe it was at Gen Con, that they are bringing out a new expansion or like a mini expansion with that King model in it. So it's not going to be limited edition. (laughs) The value that's going to plummet. So the broski that just spent $2,500. He feels like a jackass. (laughs) That model. (laughs) And like in the KDM Facebook groups, like when you see someone like post works in progress of them painting that model people are like no yeah, don't paint it don't paint it you idiot yeah oh wow that sucks right? um well that so they're gonna make a bunch of money on that expansion yes yeah. people are gonna buy that just for that model exclusively yeah and it's a badass model it really is okay. but yeah i i mean they they set themselves up in the recasting game because of the way that they have their business model set up Okay, I, as someone who runs a small business, I feel like they could make a buttload of money if they just sold it, not limited edition. I'm making a model. It's not going to be limited edition. I'm going to cast it over and over and over again. And over the course of that model's lifetime, it's going to make me so much more money than the 150 that I sell in, in two months. It's like, I get it. You want to make a buttload of money right away. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for a long-term success, you want to set up, trickling income streams and a lot of them that come in and pay out every month mm-hmm. and so one of those is selling 10 miles in a month yeah and that happens every single month for three years maybe not three years but you know it slows down at the end i feel like the buttload of money up front system is like the epitome of how kickstarter works <laughs> oh for sure yeah 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 that yeah that's actually a really good point that's a very successful way to launch stuff but 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 simon being the prevailing mm-hmm. user of it you yeah. know they don't need it yeah. um they sell their games other than hate after the fact as well um so it's a little bit of both i'd be interested to see what those um those numbers look like i would say the average of their games what they make in kickstarter probably at, at the five-year mark is probably still like 90 percent I think it's that high. You think it's 90%? I think it's that high. Okay, so what John is saying right now is that after five years of um, Blood Rage being out, uh, 90% of the income for that entire game is still made in the Kickstarter versus sales after the Kickstarter when it hits shelves and local game stores. I tend to over exaggerate everything in life. I don't know. (laughs) I think think maybe it's closer to 70 30. Yeah. or 75, 25. It's know. all that hype train, man. Yeah. Kickstarter exclusives. Yeah. And those, and Simon does Kickstarter exclusives really well. Yeah, they do. There, it's, it seems like, I wish, wish so much that I had gotten the, the other Seven Deadly Sins, uh, KS, because I had so many awesome just exclusives. That's it. Now, every game that you come across on Kickstarter, you're going to buy it and never play the GD game. You know, that's true of hate so far. I bought the game and I've I we I've painted a model from it. Have you played it yet? No, I'm going to sometime. I want to play it. It seems like a fun game. Why don't we just Does. stop recording this podcast and go yeah. play it right now? See ya. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
we're talking about how limited edition stuff uh, is a breeding ground for recasters. And that makes it easier mentally for a consumer to buy stuff. Cause it's like, it's not being sold anymore. I want it. It's like, do, should I just not? Okay. Let's think about it. It's in a different company. Is there a different kind of product that sold limited edition, like a t-shirt? I don't know. I feel like it, it feels different because it's a miniature that someone wants to paint. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want this thing for artistic endeavor purposes. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm not trying to like, it. I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, it is just for personal enjoyment. Right. I don't know. Yeah. The, the recaster is the one that it really is. Oh, it, it's like pirating movies, isn't it? It's like pirating movies. Well, okay. In, in some sense it is. Um, and being an avid pirater of movies. <laughs> okay. I pirate a, a buttload of movies. But I will say my favorite movies I do buy. I have a massive DVD and Blu-ray collection. Mm-hmm. And I that, that's a very classic uh, birthday and Christmas present for the uh, the mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. She's like, what does this kid do? He paints models. It's like, just give me a movie. Just, yeah. just get me. Here's a list of three. Just give me Midsummer on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, have you seen that movie? Midsummer. Midsummer? Is that the the new horror movie that's kind of like Wicker Ari, Man, but it's uh, not? Kind of like, yeah, exactly. You know, kind of like by Ari Aster. Oh, he, he, it's my favorite horror movie ever. Really? It is so good. Okay, I'll we'll watch it after this. Okay, I don't have it. I have to torrent it. Fucking pirate it. That is one that I will own. Um, but, okay, so you were talking about recasting as it relates to pirating movies um it's someone else's no, intellectual property yeah okay yeah it, it relates in that sense but there, there aren't any limited edition movies and uh, other than oh, like director's it. cuts with behind the scenes maybe there's that but even that it's typically not limited edition maybe like the fancy box yeah but you're not gonna you don't get to pirate the fancy box you can't right someone's gonna recast that. the box <laughs> <laughs> no. So it relates in the sense Cardboard. that you are stealing f- from the main seller, but I don't think it relates in the limited edition sense. But there's one step further we can take down this tray of a limited edition, and that's companies that no longer sell stuff because they either went out of business or because they got IP thwacked. One that, one that comes to mind is Night Models and their 75 millimeter Marvel and Star Wars range. So mm. there are out there some sick hand solo 75 mil or 54 millimeter scale models and luke skywalker and anakin models that they used to make and they no longer do it either because they couldn't afford the disney license after it got acquired by disney and or they were just doing it illegally and they got a season desist oopsie um so you know if i want to paint a sick model for like my my nieces that love Darth Vader, yeah, which is badass that they love Darth Vader. They're, yeah. they're all I have all nieces. I have no. Well, I have one nephew. Um, but he's they the forgotten one. <laughs> he's the newest one. Um, <laughs> all the girls love Darth Vader, and I can't. I don't want to paint some podunk one from a board game where he's all floppy and you know heroic <laughs> scale garbage. Uh, you I don't want, want the big awesome one. You don't want to do the Disney Infinity cartoon amount no, one. No. Yeah. I want the, the sick 75 mil scale one. So does that mean I can buy a recast? If it's no if it's no longer sold and it's not going to be sold because it can't be sold. Can I buy a recast now? Are you asking me? Yeah. Like I'm the recast police? Yeah, you're the recast police. Yeah. In this situation, there, I feel, we found it. We found it. We found the situation. Right. It's the only way to acquire a thing 
that company would not be making more money on this regardless. They can't. They would if they could. Buy the original if you can on eBay or from a buddy. But if you can't, the only solution is a recast. Yeah, it's a... It's it still a, feels dirty saying that. It's, it's a work of art that you want to slap paint on. The mm-hmm. only way for you to acquire that work of art is how you choose to do so. I feel really bad saying like this is an okay thing to do. Right now, it seems like an okay thing to do, but I feel like there's, there's some kind of repercussion that I'm not considering. It's yeah, like if you open the gateway to recasting, then it's like you're going to get some spillover into other parts of it. So I just want to keep it shut entirely. Some seepage. You don't <laughs> want any seepage. You don't want seepage. No one wants seepage out of anything. <laughs> seepage is just a gross word. <laughs> like moist and other things. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any right now. Um, but th- I feel like that's another situation where it makes it easier. Uh, the mental road blockage is reduced. Yeah. If, if they, you can't even get it, they don't even sell it or the company is, is gone. They no longer exist. I I'd gladly give them my money if they let me. Yeah, I think well. that's what it comes down to. Well, then the limited edition thing becomes, yeah, I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> it's a hard, it, they a hard chose thing. to, they, it, okay. The I, limited edition thing is that they chose to. Yeah. So you kind of want to respect the choice. Yeah. But if someone got, Someone went under because they couldn't make they could they couldn't sell enough models and you want the model I don't know I don't know I don't want to I don't want to give a definite answer to this. Mm-hmm. So another uh, often used excuse is this one often applies to Forge World as well is it's so GD expensive okay yeah to buy the original yes this ass kit with terrible sculpt on garbage resin resin <laughs> from the originators is bad and they're going to charge me $750. Yeah. Okay. So then this is the other side. If a company charges so much money for these things, it, can I, and I can't afford it. I can't play this game because I can't afford to buy your models. Is it okay for me to buy recast? Mm-hmm. Um, my, Okay. The thing that I would say is get a job, mow lawns, Mm -hmm. do something, save up, buy the model. Mm -hmm. Like that is going to teach you a wealth of things beyond just learning how to manage your money. It's going to make you more of a responsible adult and being able to get things when you can afford them and earn them. So this is a whole deeper question on here. This, this deals with the issue of instant gratification in our society today. Okay. Yeah. It totally does. Yeah. Because it it does. Yeah. In the eighties and nineties when it was like, Ooh, I'm going to get this box of orcs so I can start playing my Warhammer fantasy. Yeah. You mowed lawns so you could afford the box of orcs. That is exactly what I did. Okay. So a lawn was 20 bucks for me. A box of 20 empire swordsmen was $35. I had to mow two lawns to get a box of 20 dudes. And then a blister was either nine or 15 bucks, depending on what came in it. If it was a three dude blister, it was 15. If it was a one dude, it was nine, something like that. It was pretty, it's pretty like locked in. And I, I always translated lawns to models. <laughs> and so that's how it worked. And I, but it was, again, it was cheaper then, but the models were nowhere near as cool as they are now too. Um, but anyway, so the, the thing about that is like, you know, GW charges these prices because they have a huge company they have a whole concept art division. They have a whole division of miniature designers. They have all these okay. people that n- they have all these mouths to feed. You have so many hands in the cookie jar. You need to feed them all and it increases the price. Um, but the question is, is 
Um, have they already met that satisfaction and are just increasing the price further because of their grip on the market? Are they abusing their power right now? Mm. No, one knows, no one knows that. No, I, I mean, you need to have a re- reality check first and foremost. And if you're getting into this hobby or staying in this hobby, if money is the major concern, because mm, yeah. if you, from a gaming perspective, this is not a cheap hobby. No, it's not. It's not like the most expensive hobby for grown ass men <laughs> by a long shot. Hey, it can be cheap. It can be, it, it, it can be manageable, but you have to be smart and a good consumer. And you can do that by paying going rate, you know, by um, buying secondhand models from people who yep. are selling them locally. Yep. Like, Hey, I don't want this anymore. It's new on sprue. Here yep. it is 50% off. Right. And I, and maybe I'm naive in this, but I don't think the standard in print today plastic gw models are big victims of the uh recast recasters you know i don't think they are i don't know why why wouldn't someone buy the like anniversary edition space marine sergeant version 35 because there's a million of them and recast it and sell it oh i know why because it's on a sprue yeah it's plastic injection not resin yeah so that's way harder to recast they have a lot of voids right so the way the gw plastic works now is you put it together and the whole inside is 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 hollow hollow so you have to adapt that maybe that's why maybe that's one of the reasons why it costs more the models cost more is because gw actually put research into how to take advantage of their casting process to make it harder to recast and that cost money and then that also increased the price yeah so even though the models aren't being recasted it's still affected the end price yeah i don't know that's that's a a wild guess i mean there's there's probably a number of factors that are in this one a lot of those are are easily obtainable still um and that's probably a big thing is scarcity when you're looking at some of the older metal models or forge world resin stuff it's either exorbitant costs or you can't easily get them now so Mm. if folks want them you know you're the price is already naturally driven up due to scarcity okay they're not in print Okay. So right now we're in the category of if it costs so much that I can't afford it, can I buy a cheaper version? We brought up the idea of patience and just earning the money and then paying for the thing that you want versus instant gratification. Yeah. And so to answer that question explicitly, if you can't afford it, you can't have it. You can't, it's not, that is not, in my opinion, not a reason to go out and buy a recast if you can't if you can't afford it. Yeah. The the flip side is what if the recast is higher quality than the original? <laughs> In my opinion, suck it up. Yeah. You're gonna get the model, it's gonna be crappy. You bought that. You bought it with the knowledge that it's going to be crappy. You might need to do some work. You can you can contact Forge World and be like, hey, this was garbage, give me a new one. And from what I heard, they're really good about replacing crappy casts. That's nice. So, the, I mean, it's a band-aid on the gunshot wound of just not <laughs> casting something. it good in the first place. Um, I but think it, an important something. thing here is, too, is they're talking about, well, I can't, oh, I can't afford it, so I can't play the game. You can literally play every army in a game that G- Games Workshop makes without buying Forge World models. So you, your excuse of, I need to buy this, you know, oh, I can't afford it, I need to buy it. You can still play your Space Marines army without... A Bane Blade. I don't know if that's... Are you talking about 40K? Because 30K, I think that 
that argument becomes a lot yeah, harder. Yeah, 40K and Age of Sigmar. I think well, I mean, that's true. Yes, yes. So Age of Sigmar and 40, 40K, you can play your army without needing to have Forge yeah. World models. That's true. Um, but when you talk about 30K, I think that that line of thought becomes harder because a lot of the armies are exclusively on Forge World. Why is that still a game? What? Because people... Okay, we made, we made a joke about this in the Origin of Space Marine videos where it's like people love Space Marines so much that we need to make a game where it's just all, no, space, all, Marines. all space Marines. 30K isn't all Space Marines. There's like some other normal dudes as well, but the majority of the armies are all Space Marine legions. Yeah. And that, so that, that, that's your answer. I don't know why Forge World's still even around. Why? What? The, the origination of Forge World is like, oh, super epic high quality minis. Yeah. God. that really? was their thing like these big awesome centerpieces for your army and you look at them now and the quality of those minis compared to the minis that gw is making today yeah they pale in comparison they do pale in comparison and so are they hand sculpted versus 3d sculpted has forge world not made that transition yet i don't i don't i guess i haven't watched it closely enough to give you an answer okay i get, I get the feeling i get the feeling that they are still hand sculpted but that doesn't make any sense to me if like gw is They've, they're so far down their 3D sculpting road. Yep. There was a very clear transition. They started making 3D sculpted models. They looked they looked kind of awful, but they've gotten so much better at doing natural musculature and all of these things. They've really improved. So they're really far down that, that learning process. So I, I find it hard to believe that Forge World is still hand sculpting stuff. I don't know. I, I also don't care. <laughs> if the end product sucks why does it matter <laughs> oh. it doesn't suck which is not as good as games workshop stuff yeah 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 i mean we'll t- still take a forge world sponsorship but i feel like it's not oh, coming yeah, after this oh. <laughs> yeah no. okay, all right so are we ready to to flip this to the next tier of oh, podcasters? I, I, that was all i had that's all i thought about there's more no 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 so <laughs> no i'm done i'm talking about um not stealing the actual uh, product for your use, but what about stealing the IP oh, for your use? Okay. So, I mean, I feel like we're talking, this is like the Games Workshop podcast, but the most classic, well, actually, no, it's not. There, this actually applies in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, people stealing art from magic the gathering to make miniatures and i'm not going to name anyone specifically but i think you do you know what i'm talking about no his name starts with an m and his last name starts with a k oh i do know that the vamp- he's got other ones but he does he has originals but the vampire lady he has where she's sitting on a throne with her mm-hmm. legs crossed that's a magic the gathering card straight up he's got a lot of them that that are from other oh he does yeah yeah. that's yeah. the only one that i know yeah the vampire queen okay if, i'm sorry if you guys i'm not gonna say who it is but if you it, you should know now if you are like involved at all and if you're not it doesn't matter um but yeah that's another thing people's just stealing 2d concept art to make a model mm-hmm. um i can't think of I, there was another instance where someone did it in like the fb Facebook uh, mob got a hold of them and like crucified them like a oh, year back. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't that long ago. I know what you're talking about too, but I can't think of what it was. Okay, yeah. Um, but there's like a can scale seventy five do a Witcher? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is huge. <laughs> yeah, they, they no longer sell it though. Oh, it's called like the Hunterer. Yeah, yeah, like the, the Hunter and the Huntress. It's like hmm. 
Yeah, that's a huge thing. Scale 75, scale 75 does that a lot too. Um, stealing IP from various popular movies and selling it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a weird question to be like, well, it's not public domain, obviously, mm-hmm. that you just like anyone can use it for the purposes of creation or something. Um, so it's not that. So they shouldn't be profiting off of it. But it's also kind of creating their own bit of art. And in some regards, art is kind of walks around a lot of boundaries and what you can and cannot do. Yeah. Um, but the fact is that they're, they're then flipping it and making money off of the sale, sale of it. And I think that's really the caveat in all of this. We can look at a ton of different things. Like I can, you can go to greenstuffworld.com and buy their blue stuff which I have bought to recast your own bits of models you have. You mm-hmm. create your own molds and then recast them. I've done that too for Dark Eldar blasters because they don't yeah. give you enough and they're an awesome item. So I recast my own and use them yeah. in my army. But you're not selling them. That's the like the kitchen oh, all of this. Oh, okay. There's yeah. another avenue. Can you recast your own stuff and not sell it? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think you can. You think you can? Absolutely. I purchased this product. I can do with it as I damn well please. Why don't you recast your entire army? Because that is insanity. Okay. That actually, <laughs> to answer my own question, I think you just said it, that's more trouble than it's worth. Yes. <laughs> Resin is actually kind of expensive. Yes. Um. So, yeah, doing that is just not worth it. But doing a gun or a bit. Yes. That's, uh, what, that's what I've done. It's the same, exact same thing. I need more plasma. You only gave me one plasma in this box that cost me $50. Yeah. Okay. I'm making more plasma. Okay. So, if you're not selling it, you can recast something you already purchased. Mm-hmm. That's what John's saying. I feel comfortable telling anything. It's like having an opinion that is strong about anything and saying, yep, I'm sure of this. Because like someone's going to comment and be like, but what about this? <laughs> like <laughs> African slavery, blood diamonds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like oh, how did I forget about that? Oh, you forgot about the blood diamonds. <clears throat> I'm kind of shell-shocked because I've been making the YouTube videos and I have used to have strong opinions about things. But then I always get someone who's like says this really compelling thing and it's like, crap, I didn't think about that. So I'm... I'm I'm shy about having a strong opinion about anything. That's how the internet works, though. No matter what you ridiculous thing that is put out there or like concrete evidence, like the earth is round. Like someone can have an argument like it's been flat this whole time. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Well, actually, the other thing about that is that strong opinions do much better on the internet than oh, yeah. soft opinions. So if I have if this video is titled recasting is okay, um, (laughs) it'll do way better than if it, if the title is is recasting okay you know just that subtle change of a strong opinion because people want to come and they want to hear it and then they want to they want to crucify you for your opinion right so there's that well, i guess we can't found the name of the episode oh yeah recasting is okay <laughs> fucking love it <laughs> do it all the time watch as we show you how to recast and sell for big bucks <laughs> in this episode <laughs> um so yeah the, the other elephant in the room is games workshop their ip is incredibly popular and all of the time people are 3d sculpting things based on the 40k and age sigmar and warmer universe and they are selling it they're making kickstarters for it in fact we have a, we have a news segment which is a new segment we're going to do later um and we have a kickstarter that did just that yeah they stole ip and kind of changed it a little bit gave it a different name a different you know, paper wrapping. Yeah. And they made a Kickstarter about it. Um, 
I don't know, we're entering the very muddy waters of creative intellectual property, which I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like once I saw my vampire model, I don't know how I can stop someone from just taking my concept art and making another model and selling it. I don't think that's going to happen. But if someone does that, what do I do? Just tell them to stop it. Show up. I don't got a kind of legal thing that says you can't do this. Yeah. Is there? Do I, do I have to own a legal thing? You. I think you'd need to uh, own the IP of it. Well, I mean, I own it. I paid for it. No, no, but like you'd have to have some kind of some kind of legal agreement. Yeah. With my concept artist or something like that. Yeah, and and then like it outlines what exactly defines what you own. And so if okay. like enough boxes are checked, if somebody copying your shit, then you can pursue legal repercussions. Okay. 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 Um, and that's why you see, uh, you see it. They've been smarter about it for, for years in 40 K, but you're starting to see it more in age of Sigmar with games workshop in that they are, Oh yeah. 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 The new armies that they are creating and getting rid of the old armies is totally based on being able to own that ip right there are there will never be a generic elves there will never be a generic high elves or what elves much to my dismay which by the way they should have had their ass sued by J.R. tolkien Tolkien, yeah for all the shit that they stole for years a hundred percent yes and and so now orcs is now oryx o-r-r-u-k-s even the names are a-e-l lves yeah. elves or whatever it is yep the everything is they tried to i i heard something where they tried to like get the ip of um they couldn't get space marine oh because space Mar- like or they couldn't get ultramarine i don't know shit i shouldn't even talk about this because some uh, all the lower people are going to know all this stuff and be like no they could get this and not this okay and there's a lot of issues with with generic spaceman stuff, which apparently was all ripped off of a different game. Yeah, it's called their aesthetics. It's called Starcraft. I've heard this story. The story is that Warhammer wanted Blizzard to make a video game based on uh, their IP. Mm -hmm. They had some kind of falling out, and now we have Warcraft and Starcraft. And Warcraft is very similar to Warhammer Fantasy, and Starcraft is very similar to 40K. You have Zerglings, which are... Tyranids. Tyranids. You have the the man dudes, which are space marines. You have the Protoss, which are Tau, and you have another one that I can't remember right now. Um, but it's it's very clearly it's very clearly linked in some way. They're they've aesthetically diverged a little bit, but the roots are still yeah. There. The roots are real. I mean, you see it as uh, the the Tyranid Zergling thing is like it's fucking spot on like it's yeah. the exact same thing yeah and also even the, the original guy with, yeah even the space marine one he, he looks like a chunky space dude yeah yeah it looks so similar he looks more like a primaris really like, like kind of like buzz Lightyear too kind of he does yeah speaking of isn't there like a buzz Lightyear primaris space marine someone painted up you see that oh it's a brilliant idea i've seen it it looks great oh yeah I'm, that's that's a great idea can we just talk about podcasts for a second here i said a lot of shit podcast and I, I can't remember 85 percent of it but this is going to go on the internet yeah there's no script i can't i'm not going to like edit this and make it all like spotty this is kind of a scary format it is i we sat down for like five minutes before this and ate bagels and we're like <laughs> yep yep all right <laughs> that was our prep yeah that was it. anything more about recasting i don't i we talked about it 
I feel like we put that baby to bed. We didn't. We talked about it, though. We massaged the baby. <laughs> yeah, so to summarize, if you can justify it, just go ahead and buy it. No. Oh, don't. I mean, <laughs> no. don't do that. No. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it, John. 99% of the time, don't buy a recast model. You are harming the people that make the models in the first place. Right. And if you harm them enough, they won't exist anymore, and then there will be nothing to recast. Exactly. There you go. There's a nice conclusion. I like that. Because like, you're talking about the little man. Yeah. More there. And that's what I care about the most, probably, because yeah. that's where you get so much fun differentiation. Yeah. If the artist, if the artist can't make money to keep making more sculpts, you're not going to get more sculpts. He's not going to do it anymore. Right. Exactly. 100%. You know, it's, it's easy to look at the big machine and be like, oh, GW's not so much money. That's okay. But that's not really who we're talking about. Even, even KDM, even Poots. Like, Adam yeah, Poots, that's his name. Okay. I mean, it's, he is not many years removed from that really just being this boutique shot in the dark who would make an $800 board game. Like that was a giant risk to put that out there and see if people would attach themselves to it. And so if you are setting up, even though his, his company is successful now, if you are, are chipping away at someone who took a big risk and it paid off, you are setting up an environment for those that might take a future risk to maybe not take it. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. What's the point in taking this risk if people are just going to recast and steal my work? Yep. I'm not I'm not really going to benefit from all of this this risk and labor and everything. Right. Yeah. I, we spend so much time talking about the justifications for recasting that we haven't really talked about the harm <laughs> that it can do when it actually happens to people. You're stealing someone's work. Recasters are stealing someone's work and then you as a consumer are supporting that decision. So just don't do it. I feel like we should like there we go. Overlay that commercial of the 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 dogs In the and cats. Arms <laughs> For a mere seven cents a day. You too can prevent the recasting of miniatures in your community. Look at this little space marine with a fly landing on his eyeball. <laughs> this little kitty model in the cage, crying. With his extended belly. <laughs> oh, no, he's not poorly fed. Or not, not, not adequately fed. Um, yeah, so I, I said earlier that I have a hard time having strong opinions. I have one. Don't do it. <laughs> Period. I, they, they we're laughing right now, but I don't support recasting. I don't think it's good uh, for the community of miniature creators, and I think it's going to harm me in the long run. Yeah. Okay, I think we talked enough about uh, pod what not podcast about <laughs> recasting, and I, and I and I'm happy with the final opinion we gave, and I hope everyone listened to the end of that segment. <laughs> Forget about the stuff where we made it sound like it was a good thing. Well, no, we're talking about the justifications. That's part yeah. of it. All right, on to the next segment, Scotty boy. So we've got a new segment here. Ooh. And the reason why we have a new segment is some folks in our last podcast 
series. They wanted us to extend the length of the podcast a bit. They were like, that 45 minutes is not enough for me. <laughs> yeah, which is a real shock. Right. Because <laughs> listening to us talk about something for 45 minutes is probably like a, a mental tax to a lot of people, <laughs> including my wife. Yeah, we thought like, oof, that's about the bar. <laughs> we can't go beyond that. So we're, we're going to do a news topics. And in news dun, topics... Dun. Um, we're going to talk about things um, that are relatively recently right. in the news. Yeah. Um, the way that we film these, um, record these podcasts is um, not, we, we want to get them out every other week, mm-hmm. but in order to do that, sometimes we've got to, you know, we can't always shoot and then immediately publish. So it might not be right up to the moment accurate with news, but within the last week or two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want your guys' uh, input on this as well. So, if there is something new in the news of the hobby world, could be painting, could be gaming, could be whatever you think is important to share, um, there is an email below in the show notes, and you can please feel free to send over the newsy news for us to chat about. Yeah, there's so much going on in the miniature community that I, we don't see at all, and so if there's mm-hmm. something important that happened, um, send us a, a little link to something or explain it, and we'll maybe include it in a show. Um yeah. And these first episodes are going to be kind of old stuff because we're recording it ahead of time and then deciding later when we want to publish it. But as we get into the motion of the ocean, they'll be closer to the actual news day. Mm -hmm. But the first thing, which is relevant to the topic, is a company called, it's a Russian company, and I might butcher the name, but it's T-U-O-I, Toy, 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 Toys. The name of the company is Toy Toys, T-O-Y-S. It's two words. That's a great idea to name your company that. Right. They made 90 millimeter Spacemen. (laughs) It's called Space Legats. Space Legats. L-E-G-A-T-S. Legats. I don't know what the heck that is. Ooh, I don't know. And they sell them on Kickstarter. And then GW is like, nope, those are Primaris. Sorry, those are Primarchs. Yeah. Get the heck out of here. And uh, yeah, the Kickstarter shut down that um that kickstarter it's a really timely topic based on what we just got done talking about exactly yeah and i i was actually given one of those models so i have what is it lehman russ that's the name of the space wolves primark i have him he's huge he's 90 millimeter tall but it got, it got canned he's huge i don't know how often gw like polices kickstarter because i feel like this is happening a lot they have their they have their team Okay. They have their legal legal eagles all over the place. <laughs> they got their oily tendrils <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. searching. Oh, yeah. They they are quick to pounce, too. Okay. Uh, uh, my question is, this is the most important question. I don't think it's going to be, but... <laughs> <laughs> what was the Russian name of Lehman Rust that they sent you? It was like space. It was like wolf boy. <laughs> wolf man. East space wolf man. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it was funny because um, I always ask a company whenever they want to do a sponsored video, like, what are some talking points? And they gave me some talking points. And they're like, maybe joke about the fact that these are really similar to Primarchs. And I was like, why? What? Maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> let's get, let that fly under the radar. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, let that thing get funded first, brah. Yeah. But they said that. Um, so whatever. Um, but yeah, that got canned. How um, did they not know? This isn't the first time that GW is like, hey, you can't use our shit, bro. They said to me in an email, they when they first got taken down, they were like, hey, we're going to try to dispute this. We believe that our models are unique enough to be separate from GW's intellectual property. They weren't. I don't I don't think they were. 
Mm. So, I mean, like, it's Lehman Russ. He's got his axe. He's got his sword. It's like... The armor is... Yeah, it's like... Looks, you got shoulder pads and power armor. It's like, it's it's pretty spot on. But that happened. I don't know if that's, that's a worthy news item, but... You have anything else you want to say about that? I want to say, why were they shut down, but then Sergio can win $10,000 for that sculpted 90 mil space marine? Because he's not selling it. He made money off it. <laughs> he's not selling it. It's is different. He is not mass producing that model. He won ten thousand dollars. So what? What is GW? Give me that ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are they gonna do? Yes, that would be hilarious. Oh like, my god. Hey, bro. Uh, actually, they couldn't take. Well, they'd take the cut of the sculptor because he didn't sculpt it. But that's a whole other topic for another day. But <laughs> that would not be okay. Yeah. I would swear off <laughs> buying GW products if they did that. <laughs> He has he paid someone to sculpt it. It's totally it's it's Lehman Russ or it's it's sorry it's uh it's 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 a Space Wolf, um totally is uh but yeah he's not casting it and selling it. I think that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, it is different because it's basically free publicity for them. He won a giant painting competition with their yeah. IP. Yeah, and it's like where can I buy that mouse? Like you can't. It's based on GW stuff. Go there. Yeah, and then they're like oh okay yeah. They just don't look nearly as cool. Yeah. <laughs> that one's a big boy. Um, another newsworthy item, uh, which didn't happen super recently, but I think it's worth talking about is, uh, I might butcher this man's name, but you probably know a man by the name of Angel Geraldes. Is G in Spanish an H? People call him, people call him Angel Geraldes. Um, I know Alfonso Geraldes. That's how you pronounce that last name. Yeah, that's right. But you know what we're talking about. He has a huge Instagram following. He uh, recently used to be a commission painter for uh, Corvus Belly. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone freelance, doing super well, has two painters under his uh, wings that uh, paint alongside him. Does painting for all kinds of Kickstarters. Um, he's always pumping out stuff. Yeah. It's nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess the uh, the best, if you, you're not sure who he is, if you look at any box art for almost any miniature outside of Games Workshop, about an 80 percent chance he painted the box art <laughs> yeah yeah he paints everything yeah or at least someone in his company like he's yeah. he's just all those kind of like a little bit less known kickstarters he's like i don't know if he charges just hourly or he also charges for the fact that he's like giving publicity to these kickstarters that's a huge thing right mm-hmm. if you have twenty thousand or fifteen thousand followers on instagram and, he's, and you're like, I'm painting this model for this Kickstarter. It's like, that is advertisement. I feel like oh, you should absolutely. charge. Angel, if you're not charging for that, you should charge for that. Yeah. Because that is huge. That should go into your rate. 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it should be a separate cost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't know him, uh, we'll have a link to his Facebook page and his Instagram page in the show notes. He is the master, I think probably, of painting things without investing a buttload of time and having it pop beautifully on camera mm-hmm. in pictures um he knows just he has such a fine-tuned this is how much effort i'm going to put in this model so i don't go over my quote probably and it's how it still looks amazing and, and they look great he's he's got to be the most efficient painter exactly i think that's the a great way to say what i just said in one word <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> um he's also economical like, he's also the airbrush god god yeah yeah he's got that whole book that the master class book yeah 
Yeah. Fuck that term. That fucking term. I just hate it. Master class. Master class. You want me to be a master? You need to take this class. Yeah, on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Watch the cheat. No, okay. We're not going. It's wrong. Bad reference. Um, okay. Um, but com paid three eighty six. Just okay. I could go on forever about that. Um, but he made a YouTube channel. Yes, he did. And this is a huge thing. Telemundo. Yeah. Well, this is a huge thing to me because every single painter that starts content creation, their first move is I'm going to paywall all of my crap and put it on Patreon. Afonso Raldes, Ben Comets flamion uh the the lady from atlanta and aaron lovejoy and elizabeth beckley bradford they have their thing oliver spaith oliver spaith you we could go on for, uh, yeah, i said him first oh did you we could go on forever Th- that and that's fine i'm not criticizing that but everyone does that but angel i think made the smart move the the, the tougher move but in the end the better move he put his stuff out for free on youtube mm-hmm. and i just want to if if anyone has contact with angel or he's you listen to this you're not that's awesome props to you i love that you did that it will pay off in three years <laughs> um you just got to keep at it uh i believe um so yeah that was, that was a huge thing i didn't expect that from him and he did it um that yeah. was that's cool and i i've i've watched most of the videos and i I like him because I know how amazing his work is in such a efficient use of time. I liked just watching the stroke by stroke. <laughs> stroke me, stroke me. Yeah, there we go. There's a song for our miniature painting album. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and the work's coming out in 2025. <laughs> 2025. Um, it, just to watch how he works and how he is efficient with every step of the process um it was just really i i enjoyed it i I enjoyed it's tough because it's all in spanish yeah he took a risk um the majority of people on youtube consume the content in english and his stuff is in spanish with english subs but i understand why he did that because if you've ever taken a class from angel uh he struggles with the english language Mm -hmm. this is not his first language and so i think he wanted to get his education across across as succinctly and clearly as he could so he spoke his native language and he put in english subs that's like that's like the best second place thing you can do yeah um so now the education isn't messed up but it also appeals to american and anyone else who speaks english viewers um for me uh that makes it hard to watch i don't want to read the content i want to listen and watch american yeah i'm privileged and i should get what i want <laughs> which means no rating i just picked number two on the drive-thru menu at mcdonald's boom yeah. third time i don't want to even look at pictures <laughs> i don't want options i know what i want and i'm gonna stick to it <laughs> i'm gonna stick to it <laughs> um but yeah so you took a risk um and he's he's it's all in spanish uh, my my issue and i if i was him <laughs> or if i were you i know um, I would have done the same thing, but here's an, here's the issue that I have with it. My eyeballs can't read and watch exactly what he's doing at the same time. Yeah, you got to kind of watch twice almost. Which is really tough, you know, because you're trying to like absorb the knowledge while you audibly, while you visually absorb it as well. Mm-hmm. And you can't do those. Mm-hmm. So like you have to kind of be able to go cross-eyed and be like, this eyeball, you read this eyeball, 
you watch. And so it's it's tough. But I, if his videos are uh, well edited in that yes. they're not super long where you can – I am okay with rewatching sections of it three, four times to really get the feel for it and understand his very deliberate – brushstrokes right actually you know what you mentioned his videos well produced um he has a team of people maybe one or two people <laughs> a full team uh but it's 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 not just him like i'm like mom and pop shop just me being an idiot in my basement right now but he's got a i think he has a cameraman or at the yeah. very least someone to edit his footage yeah um so like and like he has he has connections in the industry vallejo sent him a huge uh, like stand of their paints and products, and that's he's like, got a, like his whole studio is like Vallejo Swagamafole. Yeah, yeah. So he knows, you know, he's got he's got some connections there, and that is uh, affecting his end product in a positive way, making mm-hmm. it look more uh, official, presentable. So yeah, he has an eye for production, um, which is you know, it's becoming more of a thing now in the miniature painting YouTube world, but it is not not fully online yet. Um, also, another thing I want to say about his content is that it's organized like Cujo organizes his content. So it's like, how do you paint red skin? And that's, yeah. that's how the video is titled. That is not going to do well on YouTube ever mm-hmm. because it's so specific and it's so helpful for the people that, that specifically need that information. It's not a bad thing, um, but like, it's not a thing that is like doing well with uh, search engine optimization. Yeah. So like the way I organize my content right now, it's probably a mixture, um, but what I've been doing a lot lately is like what is going to get clicks? How to use paint a space marine under 30 minutes. Like that, <laughs> that's clickbait, baby. Click it. So his stuff isn't clickbaity. It's like very specific deep dives, not deep dive, but very, a very specific uh, topic. And we'll talk about how he addresses it. And that's kind of how Cujo does it too. And so this doesn't get you a lot of views, but what it gets you is, it gets, it gets you as fans that, are hungry for your content and like are super invested in your content, which is a a different way to approach a YouTube channel, but also equally as profitable because those fans that find you on YouTube and love you for what you're making will then go and buy angel's book, his coffee mug, which is like every brushstroke is a win or some some cliche thing. But he's got it. The AG symbol looks to me like I, like the Avengers symbol too, or kind of like uh, an, an Infinity thing, like yeah. Corvus Belli's uh, Infinity. Um, but you know, oh, I want to say interrupt real quick. You know who is the master me. of doing this? Uh, is Vinci no. V? Vinci V? Vinci oh, V? Vintorella. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah his um, painting tips videos, which he's got like eight hundred of them. Oh yeah. And so when they're just a single itty bitty specific thing, like how to paint a mirror. Um, awesome. Now I know how to paint a mirror. Holy crap. I could learn how to paint anything because his catalog is so gigantic. Yeah. That's where it really comes into play. Right. Yeah. If yes. you can create a catalog of all those really descriptive things, but make it a vast catalog. Sure. Eventually. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's our, that's our, our hot take. If you don't, if you haven't seen his channel yet, it'll be linked down there just by his other social media stuff. You can go check it out for yourself. If you speak Spanish, you just struck gold. Um, you don't got to read subtitles, uh, but yeah. So that's uh, that's Angel's channel. Go check it out. Okay, so we've finished the main, as John likes to say, the uh, meat and potatoes of the episode, and now we're going to answer some questions that I think we might have um, about our old podcast, what we've changed, and why we've changed certain things. Um, so if you have no idea what deafening roar is, you don't give a crap. You can tune out now, <laughs> or if you like the sounds of our dulcet 
our dulcet tones, you can stick around. Um, but first of all, we got a lot of lovely feedback. We've made changes based on that feedback. Um, number one was we want the episodes to be longer. We've added additional segments um, to make them longer. Um, another piece of feedback was the name isn't really related to the hobby. And while I'm a strong believer in you not needing a name related to the hobby um, for like your social media endeavor, um, we decided to change the name to Trapped Under Plastic because we feel like that resonates with a lot of people in the hobby that own so many models that they feel like they're <laughs> imprisoned by them almost. And we have like the hand under the sprue, like it's it's stuck down there. Yeah. Um, and one person in particular I want to shout out, um, his name is, oh man, <laughs> uh, Christopher Figueredo. Um, he gave us the name for the channel. We actually did a little poll uh, to see uh, what worked. We had like Buster Pack, yeah. Deafening Roar, and then we had... There's a couple plastic. other ones too. Yeah, I like Blister Pack a lot. Um, Blister Pack. But Trapped Under Plastic won, and we wanted to go with that. Um, he came up with that idea. It's a riff on Metallica's song, Trapped Under Ice. Trapped Under Ice. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the logo actually was drawn, was sketched by the same dude. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a patron of mine, and he just crushed it man of many talents yeah so the the idea of the 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 logo being part of a sprue was yeah. so amazing <laughs> yes um so we stole that and i was like <laughs> i was like put a hand under it just because so it's like trapped and so then we had a uh, the very talented heavy hand illustration from instagram i can't remember his uh, real name right now but he drew us up a logo and it is fantastic yeah he drew a heavy hand with his he heavy did. hand yeah it was so yeah that's one thing we've changed. Um, I don't know. Uh, there are things that I could talk about this forever, but I won't let you talk. What are some changes <laughs> we made, John? Well, I think a question that folks have is like, where the hell have you guys been? Yeah. I get that when I'm chilling on Twitch and stuff and people are like, hey, where's the podcast, guys? Where's yeah, the podcast? Yeah. And we, um, Scott and I are both tryhards. I think we've probably shared oh, this yeah. before. Yeah. So you want to make sure. Clinical like, tryhards. <laughs> We want to make sure we do this right. Yeah. You know, like we're going to try our best mm -hmm. to fill a hole. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> First and last. This is going to be a, it's just going to be like a broom with a balloon head and then this spot going forward. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that at first, but now I get it. It's a crusher right there, my dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we want to make sure we kind of got our our balls in a row. <laughs> oh, and uh, really make sure we can do it right. Something yeah. that we're we're having carving out our space to where we really want to succeed with this, and we want it to grow, and we want it to have opportunities for us to um, not pigeonhole ourselves. Mm -hmm. um so yeah and part of that is like figuring out a podcast host figuring out the name getting it finalized getting mm -hmm. the merch so we can wear it in the first episode um and and there are things um me and john were talking about this earlier where I, i'll put up uh, roadblocks before i can start a project and i do this for everything and in, in the podcast included so we decided to say some of those roadblocks weren't incredibly important for our mm -hmm. first episode. One of those being like getting a fluffy carpet to put on the basement, uh, basement floor for better audio or like putting a uh, foam, uh, like audio foam in the ceiling uh, in certain parts to make the recording a little bit better. 
um, or other things. We've just decided, okay, we can do that. It, it, it can get better over time. Uh, yeah. We just need to start this now. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it'll get better over time. Maybe we'll get a bit different backdrop. This is the same backdrop I use for my YouTube channel. Maybe we can get a, a different one. That's for the podcast specifically. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's part. It's it's it, it's in the works. But I need to reorganize my basement, much to my wife's uh, chagrin. <laughs> it's in the budget. <laughs> Zero dollar budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, other changes. We got nice, fun, fancy mics. Oh yeah, Dine- this is so nice. You kind of want to just, <laughs> just like eat this microphone. Uh, but some nice Shure SM7Bs instead of uh, the mics that I use for YouTube, which are great for uh, podcasts. Uh, we got these fancy chairs, which are, were for a different show that's coming out later mm. called Kill Your Friends. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. Gaming video. And yeah, another thing we came out with is a Patreon campaign for this podcast. And I want to get, and this is going to be me, me talking for a little bit. I want to get in front of a, a criticism that I'm probably going to get, and probably rightfully so, is that, Scott, you already have a Patreon. Why do you have a second one? And also, why is this so? Why is this podcast so delineated from the Miniac channel? That's another big question. Um, well, it's so delineated because this is a joint effort, a joint creative effort between me and John. John's going to have his own YouTube channel, uh, Lord willing, um, in the future. It's called, <laughs> it's called Ninjon. Uh, he actually has the channel, the custom mural, everything lined up. He's just uh, working on his space right now, and then we'll start making content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my own YouTube channel and then we're coming together for a podcast. So it needs to be delineated because it's not the Miniac show with John. It is trapped under plastic with Scott and John. It is our thing together. John and Scott. Or John and Scott. <laughs> oh yeah. What order are we going to Yeah, use? we got to fight that battle yet. And we'll just mix it up every now and then. No, we don't, we don't need to be Rhett and Link. Oh yeah. You know, no one says Link and Rhett. <laughs> That's, that sounds wrong. Um, but yeah, so we wanted it to be a separate thing. Both of our channels will support the podcast. They'll reference it in videos saying, hey, if you're interested in the podcast, check it out here. Um, but the the logo and the all that stuff's going to be different. Now, why is there a Patreon thing? Well, because this is a, a joint effort, um, I want to pay John a percentage of what the podcast earns. He's not an employee of me. He is a co-owner mm-hmm. in this, this small endeavor that we have. And if I have a Patreon tier in my campaign that says, you know, the $5 tier, the one where it's you get early videos and you get to be in the Discord. If I put in there, hey, you can put in topics for the podcast. Well, then that muddies the waters. Then I don't know how much of um, my dollars in my personal Patreon campaign to give to John. Um, So there's a separate one. And what that means for me is that maybe some people will prefer to be a patron on the podcast and not of the YouTube channel. And that is totally fine. If you can't afford both, I a hundred percent understand it. I'm not trying to make more money. I'm just really, I really want to be fair and pay John every cent that he, you know, earns. So we have a separate merch store. It's not part of the Miniac one. So I can delineate exactly what we make there and pay John exactly what he, uh, he, uh, deserves. The TLDR version is we just really don't want to do math. And this way it keeps the math easy. Impossible math. Impossible. I'm not just being lazy. This is not possible to delineate. Yeah. I mean, we don't have the kind of technology. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I guess there was like a survey question. Why did you join this tier for the podcast for this? Then we could delineate, but there isn't that. Uh, and even if there was, it could be like, but I enjoy both. Yeah. Which do I pick? Right. Then you have to pick, check all that apply, and then we're back to square one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then we're back to the, can someone please recast this uh, podcast so I can get it cheaper instead of just <laughs> picking what I can afford? <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything else we wanted to say about coming back? <sighs> no. We're, I think we're just happy to be back. This is fun, man. It is fun to talk so, about this stuff. We're going to, we're planning on, uh, Every other Monday, every every other Monday podcast coming out. We have a Patreon page uh, for it and the rewards for it. And this might change, but right now they are as part of a patron. You can submit topics for us to discuss and we'll look at them, maybe reword them and then give you credit in the show when we use it, if we use it. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is an extended version of the podcast. So if you want to listen to us talk even more <laughs> podcast after dark, <laughs> if you want like an extended version of the podcast, me and John uh, are doing an extended version also for our patrons. And that extended version is going to include uh, me and John are going to talk about uh, the favorite, a favorite mini that we've seen in the, in the recent two weeks that we love, talk about why we love it. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to give... Uh, feedback to one of our patrons. We're going to talk about a model. We're going to talk about one part of that model and just like deep dive into feedback on that specifically. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a part of that, either via submitting a model or just hearing the podcast for longer, you can become a patron of ours. And all of that stuff is also linked in the show notes. All right, Scotty boy, that might just put a bow on this package for episode one. So before we take off, um, we should chat about um, how folks can support us if they so choose. First and foremost, um, thank you for listening you. And, and tell your fellow nerds about us. Yeah. So spreading the word is probably the thing that you can do that will most help us and help this podcast grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to think of other ways as well, we do have these some sweet merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check in the link below as well as our fledgling Patreon campaign. Yeah, all those things. Also, other ways that can help us is via rating us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. That helps us get a better like kind of suggestion uh, mm-hmm. ratio for Apple Podcasts. Gets us higher in the recommended feed. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. That's yeah. a big one. We yeah. want a, a lot of people to be like, oh, what is this? What is this? And then they realize it's about miniatures. And they're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I thought this was for Metallica aficionados. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Come back for the next episode uh, two Mondays away from here. We'll catch you guys later.